Welcome back, your boy Quint Parsons. Another episode of the Parsons Mentality going down. Episode 15. Thank you everybody for tuning in this far. Thank you all for the fucking support. It's been a been an awesome journey. Today we're going to actually, um, I'm going to run a podcast that I filmed with two of my homies, Mike Poglis and Mike Anderson. <clears throat> um, their podcast is called the Hustleholics Podcast. Go check that out. I'll link it in the bio. Really cool podcast. Just these two dudes are going to keep it real as fuck with you. And so a little background information on the two of them. Mike Poglis, he's from uh, TB Island. And he's the guy that really got me into lunging. I talked a little bit about him in my podcast, 400 Meters for Breakfast. Um, go check that out if you haven't. But yeah, I saw him out on the beach doing 400 meters of lunges every day. I was like, fuck him. <laughs> like, I'm going to do these lunges, you know. So he got me into that and we kind of connected ever since. Got me into Corey G Fitness and shit. And um, I linked up with Mike Anderson a while back too. And um, through the Lifestyle Hack Academy, you know, he's just kind of opened a lot of doors for me in terms of like meditation and, you know, the spiritual side of things and stuff that I've never really um, pursued before. So learned a lot from these two guys. So I hope you guys do too. Enjoy the podcast. I'm going to let it run. Let's get right into it. All right. Welcome back to the Hustleholics podcast with your host, Mike Anderson. And Mike Poglis, your boy. Back in the building. Back in the yes, building. Sir. Today we yes, have sir. a uh, we have a very special guest. We got my dude Quint Parsons. Quint is actually a part of uh, Lifestyle Hacks, so really good insight in here. Um, a lot of relationship building that we've had over the course of the past year. So, Quint, it's dope to have you, bro. Yeah, thanks, uh, Mike and Mike. Glad to be on here and uh, tell my story. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Yeah, so. I'd say like, let's start it off with that. Let's dive right into it. Um, you know, Quint owns Fallen Tree Woodco. Um, they do some really dope work. I've seen a lot of it. I got the sweatshirt. I rock it like every other day. So, you know, I'm supporting. <laughs> but yeah, dude, like tell us about how uh, how you got involved in uh, in woodwork in general and then how, how Fallen Tree came about. For sure, man. So um, I guess right out of high school, I didn't really have a certain path that I was like going to pursue. And I bebopped from industry to industry. You know, I tried landscaping, you know, blew a lot of money, got some, uh, went to welding school. That didn't work out. And um, after a while, you know, I didn't really know what to do. And I was like, all right, I'll go work for my old man. And he's like a master carpenter. My dad's been doing that for 35 years or so. And I worked with him for, two or three years and just absorbed like everything I could and slowly started to fall in love with the trade. And then from there, you know, I kind of took what I learned from him and then my artistic background and like it manifested in what I have the fallen tree now, which is for everyone listening, we infuse furniture with resin and make like art pieces and, you know, functional art that you can sit on dining tables, like heirloom stuff. Yeah, no, and that shit's fire as hell, man. Like, <clears throat> I, I, um, obviously, you know, we've been connected for, I don't know, like over a year now. Um, and, you know, just kind of like seeing like even your progress with that stuff has been crazy. Like some of the work that you've done, um, like those larger projects, like when you came down, when you went down to Florida and, um, did that big ass piece, it was like the, 
I don't know, I call it like a peninsula, but it's like an island piece, you know what I mean? But yeah, but yeah no, the, the work is crazy. So so let's let's talk about some of that. Like what is like the um the overall process with that? Because typically, you know, like a lot of our listeners are probably in a digital space, you know. Um, but let's talk, let's touch on like the overall like brick and mortar, like blue collar workspace, you know, like how how is that uh you know different than kind of our life and how you see what we do through Lifestyle Hacks Academy and all that other shit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of the process, you know, since I'm like a littler guy, I do everything like in-house, you know, like a lot of guys, they'll outsource and buy their slabs and everything like that. But me, on the other hand, you know, I kind of go out and salvage the fallen trees myself. You know, I'll bring them out, bring them back, take them to the mill, get them slabbed out and and everything like that and even down to the welding you know a lot of other woodworking companies that are on the bigger side of thing on the bigger scale they outsource all the welding and all the table bases and everything like that i try to do all that in-house and it's just kind of like part of my story you know coming all together and producing this one product that i can just like completely have my name on and um so yeah if that answered your kind of your question a little bit yeah for sure and then so so you're actually like on the hunt for fallen trees so you're for you're for real the fallen tree would come like (laughs) i'm not gonna make a piece of furniture if the tree didn't fall down itself like if someone cut it down i'm like that's too bad but you know i know there's another one in the forest i just gotta find it yeah hell yeah that's fucking awesome dude (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's funny because like you know like, like i said you know a lot of uh you know a lot of the shit that we deal with is on the digital side like i had a taste of um you know like kind of having to front money for your work last year when um you don't know, had the bike rental company but um you know like what how is that you know on your end do you do you typically like look for clients before you go do this work or are you creating mm-hmm. stuff you know fronting sure. money to create stuff and then trying to sell it how is that Right. So like, as um, right now, what I'll do is like, on the bigger pieces, it's basically like commission based. So like someone will hit me up and have this big project. Just because like you were saying, like, it's a hell of a chunk to just front to build one of these tables. But then on the other hand, like I'll do a coffee table, you know, I'll like run like a whole batch of shark and just have those like on stock. And like, because like the charcuterie boards for everyone listening is like a little serve serving tray and those things sell like hotcakes especially in the holiday season so basically like most of the bigger projects are commission based gotcha cool yeah no that's that's interesting because um you know i mean like obviously like that's kind of our field too it's it's more commission based right but um as far as um you know like the brick and mortar stuff you know just kind of like fronting things and hope it sells you know like I don't know. That's a whole different green yeah. area, you know. Um, but cool. So as far as um, as far as like the uh, the falling tree wood company, like what is like you know your long term goal with that? Um, my long term goal, well, I guess it's kind of like ever evolving because like I have a bunch of different alleyways that I want to pursue. But as of now, I picture myself in a storefront in my local town. Um, you know, I want to I want to be a, a shop slash studio where people can come and like just chill like they can hang out. I'll be working in the back and like have this like kind of community based atmosphere. But like you can also buy my product and you can see what I'm doing. 
And like, that's, that's my end goal. I, I build this community where I'm from and establish myself as like the authority. Gotcha. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. So what would you say, like, what were some of the, cause would you say 2020 was your biggest year of growth in terms of both yourself and the business? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So what would you, what would you say were like the, the key things that you changed within you that ultimately led to the growth of your business? Yeah, that's funny you asked me that because um, I was actually just thinking about this today because I was reflecting on what was like some of the biggest changes of 2020. And really, it was me realizing the only person holding, my, holding me back is myself. Like I'm huge on getting in my own way with like little shit. And I, I realized that like probably a couple months ago, like when I started this self-development journey and, and joined up with you guys in the Lifestyle Hack Academy, like I just stopped getting in my own way and, you know, making it, you know, breaking it down into simpler steps. And, you know, it opened up so many more doors, you know, and opportunities and like knowledge that I would never have. A hundred percent. No, I feel you. I feel like that's, that's one of the biggest jumps is like understanding that a lot of the outside shit isn't, isn't what holds us back, even though we want to place a lot of blame on the outside shit, you know, like, or I, I would say like, 99% 99% of people want to play place blame on that outside shit, you know? And that's something that's like a really important transition for any entrepreneur, like whether you're in brick and mortar or, or digital or anything, because it's, it's understanding that, um, that your, your actions and your decisions have an effect on the growth of your business, you know? And that's a huge like thing to take ownership of. So it's been dope to see you, um, you know, really take ownership of that and run with it. But attached attached to that question would be um like at at what point did you kind of make that change and that realization to the point where you were like all right this and 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 kind of a two-part question so at what point did you see that change and like understand that it was an important one to make and then attached to that is like what's the day-to-day shit that you do to ensure that you're not getting in 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 your in your own way yeah for sure i think um So the main thing that made me realize that I'm getting in my own way, and it almost really isn't business related, but, you know, in my relationships were suffering a lot, you know, due to what I was doing and how I was getting in my own way. And that was the turning point for that. You know, my relationships were suffering to a point where I was like, dude, I got to change. Like, yeah, I got to start doing stuff different. Like I've been doing this for fucking 24 years or excuse my language for like 25 years or so. Good. I decided to do something different. And um, that's why I decided, you know, that's what flipped me there. And um, in terms of the second part, Mike, Mike, what'd you say for the second half of that question? Like pretty much like, what is your daily routine? Yeah. What what are the things that you, yeah. Like what are the things that you do that, that keep you from getting in your own way? For sure. Um, And one thing that I get in my way about is negativity. So with my morning routine, you know, I'm, I got that early wake up call, you know, four o'clock, I'm getting up. And I think Wes Watson talked about this, about buying himself like positive time. And like, that's huge for me. So I go to the gym right after I wake up after I, well, I wake up at four, go down journal, you know, then I hit the gym and then I'm coming home and lunging 400 meters. And it's basically like a three hour period in the window. I mean, in the morning 
where it's crucial for me that like makes or breaks me almost like and like sets me up for the rest of my day so when I get this morning routine done you know it's almost like you know the day is one you did already you know your whole list already you know it's a lot easier for me that way yeah you know I love that shit you know the the early wake up all of it you know like it's just it's crazy like how much better um, you know, I function, you know, just under that strict, you know, discipline routine, how much more fulfilled I feel. But, um, but yeah, no, it's crazy because like, um, let's talk about that whole like process, you know, cause like we got connected. I, th- I'm, I think it was because, uh, you know, Steph, right. From her living, you know, in Maryland. And then, yeah. you know, so let's talk about that. Like, you know, what, was it before you like I don't want to say it was me you know but was it before you got connected with me or 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 after you know that you were just like all right you know like I can do this you know yeah I think so there was I had a hometown friend that was like kind of into weightlifting and it was like I'd go to like the 24-hour fitness with him I went like twice but then I saw you like through Steph's page or something it was like this dude shredded like (laughs) you know, I, I fucked with your vibe, like follows you. you like I, you were out on the beach lunging. So like, basically dude, like you are like, you were like the sole purpose. I started to lunge for sure. And I hit you up and we're like, yo, you got any ab workouts? Cause your, your abs were crazy. <laughs> and you were like, I follow Corey G. And then from there, you know, it kind of just manifested, you know, I fuck with Corey G a lot. You know, he's a cool dude. And um, I just went down with it. Yeah. That's hilarious, man. Cause I, I think I, I remember like you messaged me, you know, one time and and I was like, oh, no shit. You know, like my girlfriend's from Ken Island and you were like, yeah, dude, like I know her, you know, and I was <laughs> like, oh, shit, damn, that's crazy. But yeah. but yeah, no, it's just funny, you know, like what the Internet does, you know, like tying it all back into the digital world, you know, like you're a you're a brick and mortar, you know, like kind of like based business, you know, I guess you're, you know, t- technically a digital based business, too. But um, at the same time, it's more like hands on in person type shit. Um, but it's funny, like how you've, you know, kind of transitioned into like this digital, this digital space and, you know, the, the relationships, like how all that shit's carried, you know, to even like Corey G and all that shit, you know, without diving into too much detail, you know, but, um, but yeah, no, it's just crazy. Like, you know, to see all that shit on my side, um, because like, to be honest, you've been the, 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 like, honestly, like the first person to come through, um, like, I guess more so on like the, the morning routine side and like actually fucking execute and not miss you know what i mean um and like it's crazy to witness like the benefits of of operating like that you know on an outside standpoint when it's not yourself you know yeah yeah i just think that morning routine for me is just so critical i'm to a point now where it's like i'm just not gonna miss it like i can't wait to wake up and just just go through it again you know it's just like engraved now in my brain yeah, it's funny. It's funny that you said that because that's how I was last night. You know, I was like, fuck yeah, you know, it's Monday, the gym's open tomorrow. Cause here on Sundays, the gym's not open. So I gotta do a at-home workout. You know, but yeah. but it's just kind of funny. I'm I it's gotta be the same way. And and um, you know, Mike, you know, like we've seen it with with numerous people, you know, inside and outside of the community, you know, like when they just focus in on a on a routine, man, just like their lifestyle is just like completely different. The way they operate is totally different. But but yeah, no, overall, man, um, it's been really cool to uh, to see everything happen, you know, on the outside. But I got another uh, question for you. If there's one thing that you could, um, you know, tell your your 18 year old self, what would it be? Oh, damn, that's a good question. 
there's one thing I could tell my 18 year old self, it would be for sure. I think it would be start reading like books because that's one thing I did, like just started reading this year, man. I never opened up a book like up until now. And just from that, you know, I've found so much values, like spiritually knowledge that I never would have gained. And that's one thing I'm steady trying to get farther into is reading, but I definitely would have told myself to pick up that book rather than look at your phone. Yeah, dude, a hundred percent. I agree with that. I think um, that's something that I look back on a lot too, because I, same as you, like what you're mentioning, I don't think I even read a fucking full book from like cover to cover until this year, <laughs> like until not dude, this year, but like end yeah. of 2019 was probably when I started reading and like, I don't think I ever read an end-to-end book and I've probably, shit, I mean, in, in 2020, I probably read like 20 plus books, like from, yeah. from front to back without missing like a fucking word, you know? And like, I was the type of dude, like skim through the page and flip the page, skim through the page, flip the page, you know? But yeah, I think oh, yeah. that's, I think that's super important to, uh to like, to understand because reading is a whole different type of learning that I think people really overlook because it requires a shit ton of focus, right? Like a lot of, um, you know, a lot of things have shifted digital with digital courses and whatnot, but the big, the big, like the big, uh, separation between a digital course and a book is like digital course, you know, you're playing, you're playing the video and like, you really got to lock the fuck in. If you, if you want to obtain the information, like you got to shut off all distractions. Whereas like, with reading, you're forced to to put aside all distraction because like you got to read the fucking book, right? Like <laughs> you got to have your eyes on the pages and make sure that you're reading yeah. the words and you're telling. So it's it's interesting to see to see the shift because, um, you know, like we now I feel like nowadays we see oftentimes too like people like hating on on reading books, right? Like people would be like, you know, stop fucking reading and implement type shit. But it's like, right. what the fuck is there to implement if you don't read, right? Like, you need the knowledge in order to to turn around and implement. Um, so yeah, dude, I like that answer a lot. But uh, uh, kind of like a a question that's off topic to to that question, but I think we touched on it a little bit earlier um, about how you're like kind of like a brick and mortar in a sense where you're doing the hand hand work, but like from from what I've seen, it looks like a lot of your customers have come from digital, right? So like. How would how important do you think social media has been to the growth of your business in 2020? Yeah, I think it's been substantial. Um, and 2020 in general has kind of forced me to take action digitally. Like this is stuff that I never really thought about in the past, like pushing my page and, and like even worrying about my Instagram page. And um, over 20, 2020, like majority of my clients were from you know, out of state or, you know, they, they were like, I saw your Instagram page from my, from my buddy. And it's, so it's had a huge effect on me gaining business and even making connections that eventually would to, would evolve business that I never would have done, you know, in the past. Without a doubt, dude. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's super important to, to like touch on that just because I think it's easy as like a brick and mortar business or somebody that's kind of somewhat stationary to like overlook that side of things because ultimately like it's kind of hard to to draw that line as to like you you ultimately don't understand potential until you try it you know what I mean so like I think a lot of people they're just like I don't know like 
you know, people that buy wood charcuterie boards, like they're not on Instagram, you know, like people kind of have that like perception where they think about what they do and they just kind of like hate on it. Or they, they think about like, my customer is not there. Like we always talk about me, Mike and I always talk about how like almost every phone call we got on when it, when we were doing Instagram marketing, they would always say like, yeah, like my audience isn't on Instagram. That's not why, that's why I'm not on it. It's like, dude, every fucking buddy's on Instagram. Like there's nobody yeah. that's not on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like it's like 3 sure. billion people on this yeah. shit. You know? It's like, come on. <laughs> you know? You've got to figure out how to find them, you know? And, um, and that's been interesting, dude. It's been cool to see um, you as like a local business that is doing this hand-on custom work essentially. And, um, and able to still like, generate sales online from people that you don't even fucking know you know like online yeah. the, the internet's wild yeah it has been you know there was definitely a learning curve at first in terms of like communicating and and you know other things like that but um overall you know it's just been a great great experience and um i really think it's only going to go up like it, it you know like it's only just started for me i think year 2020 was like the plateau was like the launch and then 2021 dude we're gonna go off oh yeah man i mean that and that brings up a good point you know like um you know it's all about establishing like that momentum you know and it to to circle it back around to like the routine and shit you know that's all that's where it all starts you know like it's just establishing that momentum every single day you know just to carry yourself through and and uh, push yourself to to execute, you know, one percent better. But, dude, like it's it's crazy because like, um, you know, you were talking about some of the things that have happened, you know, and it's like a lot of people don't even experience like that type of growth within what you do, you know, over like, uh, you know, five to ten years. And a lot of that shit was happening like once a month. You were like messaging on the group like, yo, this and this and this. And I'm like, damn, you know, like that's awesome. But um. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's crazy to think because like, you know, going back to it, 2020 was like a shit show for the country, you know, a shit show for a lot of people and uh, digital businesses thrived, you know, like me and Mike, we had a great year. Um, but a lot of people in your situation, you know, with like, more hands on like blue collar style work, you know, just like they suffered big time. So um, it's cool to see that you had the growth, you know, coming through, um, you know, that year and, and it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's, what a coincidence, you know, to tie it into, you know, like establishing the routine and, you know, just kind of getting crystal clear on who the fuck you really are, you know, but, um, but yeah, Mike, you got anything else? No, nah, man, I think that was dope. I think it was like, it was cool to have a, uh, a different perspective, just like Mike and I said in the beginning, because a lot of the people we have on, um, our digital businesses, I mean, even Sam, like Bashiri, like yeah. he's, like a digital right. business, even though he's technically a, you know, like he built his business in the nineties. Right. But yeah, dude, it was, yeah. it was super interesting to, to hear from somebody that has a different point of view. So Quentin, appreciate yeah, no, you on, man. Yeah. No, one more, one more question um, before we cut it. So, you know, just kind of going off of the, um, you know, what we were talking about, the digital business versus blue collar kind of work. What do you have for someone who's in that space, you know, who's, just working a normal job, you know, in a normal nine to five, like, you know, whether it be just, um, you know, the, the person that's kind of stuck, like you were talking about, you know, just kind of losing friends and, you know, just sour relationships, just not really where they want to be at, you know, like, what do you have for someone like that? That's in that position. Cause I feel like with me, especially with my family, 
a lot of the, you know, my cousins and shit, like they're all like carpenters and things like that. They're all my age where they could really resonate with, you know, our, our content uh, within the Hustleholics podcast. But at the same time, um, I think they stray away from it because it's more so like the digital side of things. It's like entrepreneurship. And in reality, you're, you're proving that it goes both ways, you know? So what do you have for someone that's kind of in that, in that position? For sure. For sure. I think in terms of self-development, it starts with, you know, taking a real hard look in the mirror and finding that breaking point and then making a change from there. And, you know, if you're stuck in a blue collar, if you're in that blue collar field and you're listening to this and you're, and you're stuck in that nine to five job and you don't really, you know, like it or whatever, I think the biggest thing is to prioritize, you know, what you want in life whether it's quitting that job or making that job the best that you can make it, I think you have to prioritize what you really want and then go from there and, you know, start with yourself and, and, and happiness within. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I think what people really got to realize is that it's um it's, it's a long-term game plan. You know, like I, I just witnessed it happen with my dad, man. I watched my dad come from straight dirt you know he had me when he was like 18 years old we lived in a trailer park for a couple years and like I remember living there and shit he just built his dream home on his property and nothing's changed other than you know he continued to execute every single day you know for 25 years or however old I am you know but um Mm -hmm. but yeah man super awesome to have you on uh before we cut it uh where can everybody find you instagram your podcast what you know let's link everybody up to your stuff yeah, so on Instagram, you can search the Fallen Tree Wood Co. and I'll pop up there. And then last week, I just launched my podcast. It's on Spotify, Google Podcast, I think a couple other platforms. It's called The Parsons Mentality. And I'm dropping that every day at 5 a.m. Little daily dose of motivation. So uh, go check that out. Fuck yeah. Yes, sir. Thanks for hopping on, bro. Well, uh... Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. We'll see you tomorrow night on the hustle, or I mean, the hustle Alex call <laughs> on, on the lifestyle yeah. hacks call. Appreciate you, bro. Yep, yep. Thanks for having me on. Hell yeah, man.